Big stuff I hope in the you world. smoke some weed before you listen to this episode. Brunch. Hit it, boys. Gotta wonder, is this the last brunch episode with Why Donald that? Trump? Oh God! As the president elect, you uh, you went you went pretty slowly there. So I was just like, "Whoa, what did I miss? Why is oh, brunch no. ending?" I need some coffee, I suppose. No, is is that this this could be the last episode we do while feeling doom and gloom? I don't think it's likely. I think that. Even, I mean, there's a possibility that they'll still be counting the votes and everything. And there's also the possibility, there's the terrible possibility that Trump wins again. But then, in all likelihood, there's this possibility. Trump loses, and he's like... Still feel shitty. No. Oh, that that, that, that one's a given. We we ultimately feel shitty no matter what. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I I know what you're saying. Yes, there's there's a possibility that he wins and we feel shitty. Uh, there's a possibility that he loses and uh, we still feel shitty. And there's the possibility that he loses and this drags out for like the next three months because right. uh, it, there's like some controversy and it is even worse than it was leading up to the election. Right. That he, the possibility that he loses and we feel uh, endangered. Like we feel <laughs> right. even more horrible that people want some sort of, uh, shit to go down. I do wonder though, as I say that, is Trump techn- is Trump still the president elect? Did I phrase that wrong? Like Biden, if he wins, will be the president elect. Trump is currently president, but I mean, no one else he has remained- been elected since he was. Right. Well, yeah. He's he's the uh, the. It's like the first form, former first round pick, the former president oh. elect, President Trump. <laughs> but no, 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 no. President elect is like an active thing. So that changes, but I, I think the, the the correct answer is probably one is he's only a president elect for a short yeah. time. But I mean, he's still the most recently. Like it's the Mitch Hedberg. It's like, it's, I, I used to do being, drugs, and I I still do, but I used to too. Right. It's uh he. It's like the interim tag. The president elect is like the interim tag. Right. He except, can't he can't be president elect when he's president. Right. Except you strip right. the elect part when you become president. President elect means uh, you're going to become president. Interim means you're not going to be the thing that you are. (laughs) Elect means you're about to become that thing. Interim means you are definitely not going to be that thing. But he could also be future president elect Donald Trump if he loses this time. That's absolutely true. Like if you get back with your ex, are they still your ex? Right. Yeah. I this is some big brain shit right now. Yo, like <laughs> we are hella bi- big stuff I happening in the world. I hope you smoke some weed before you listen to this episode. Big brain shit happening in the world, and we got just the minds for it. <laughs> Old Pete and Dave. <laughs> That's I don't hate that move, listeners. Get back with your exes and uh, still refer to them as your ex, as your ex. because I think they technically still are right. Yeah, I mean, even, well, like, that's a, that's a good debate. It's like, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a nice debate to have. It's like, well, you were you 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 were and still are my ex because that's right. We were dating and we broke up. Right. So if you if anyone has like a great love story where 
they rekindled something and they knew that uh, you, you knew you couldn't live without each other. Uh, just to spice it up, start referring to the fact that uh, your ex is <laughs> like when talking now to your parents. I, now I would, now I would love an ex-wife and just to get remarried and be like, this is my ex-wife. Oh, I would do that. I mean, if, if I were, if I married someone I had divorced, I would absolutely sprinkle in ex-wife humor. It's it's way it's way more uh, it's way more intriguing to to when somebody has like an ex an ex-wife, yeah, or an ex-husband. That adds uh, that's a cool thing to be able to a cool notch on the belt. I've got especially, an especially especially. I mean, obviously, a lot of um, exes don't get along well, but a lot do. You know, mm-hmm. like a, a lot of. Um, Married couples who split get along handsomely. Right. So if the relationship is strong enough for that, sprinkle that shit in. Really play <laughs> up the ex. But it's, it's, only, it's only really funny if you're together, though. Or if, just if like... You're, or if, you, if you're with your... If, or you're able to make jokes about it uh, with both of you. Right. Like, if, you, if, if they're cool with the, uh, the, ex, the ex jokes, then, then that's awesome. I think it's funnier... If you're together and maybe you, you both can't be completely cool with the ex joke. That was probably, I mean, you got back together for a reason. You're supposed to be together. Mix it up every now and then. Be like, hey, ex, would you uh, <laughs> call, call them ex to their face? Am I, uh, are you hearing a delay of me? Because I am and I'm going to fuck with the listeners. If they haven't heard that yet, then maybe they will uh, No, I, I, I don't hear it. Okay. Did you hear uh, Rob Manfred talk? Uh, after yeah, the World yo, Series? and I, man, I, I sat, I stayed out of that. I mean, I, I sent the tweet joking about it, and then, I, and then, like right after that, I was like, oh man, if if something's like legitimately wrong with this guy, and he's he's like going through something right now, yes, I will feel terrible about it. I mean, he was, but it was very funny. I didn't for a surface. second think he was drunk or anything. People were saying like, oh, is this guy drunk? He had all the information ready to go. He knew the guy's name. He knew the sponsor. He was, uh, that's, he was sharper than I am when I'm sober. There's no way that that guy was drunk. That, so that's the thing. Like he, he had everything ready to go, but like the way that he was talking made him sound hammered. And like, he, he, it was like he was tripping over his own tongue, but not tripping over the words that he was saying. Right. I mean, I which does make sense in hindsight now, like knowing that like he was hearing feedback and it was fucking him up and like right. that was sort of messing with his mouth. But it was kind of a super bizarre thing to see him, his mouth being messed with, but not his words. That's where you get punished for a lack of re of, of just living in the moment and taken over the situation. Like what he should have done is he should have yanked that. Yeah, exactly. And been like, Hey, sorry to go rogue on y'all. I gotta. And then you just, just say whatever you got to say. When I was in high school, um, there was a talent show. Michael Hawley was judging it. It was the first time I met Michael Hawley. And there was a kid who was singing and playing guitar and the mic stand. This will be a mic stand will be an important part of this episode. The mic stand got a little screwy, uh, and as he was singing, like his f- maybe he got too close to the mic, and it made the mic turn a little bit. So he's singing, and it sounded like this. Mm-hmm. So he's starting to kind of try to move around and get closer to it, and the mic's moving further away. It was a real uh, you, you felt for the kid, 
And then when Michael Holly, he probably doesn't remember this, when he was judging that kid, he was like, he gave him a horrible score. And he was like, you know what Jimi Hendrix would have done? He would have stopped playing guitar and you would have grabbed that mic. And doesn't matter if he didn't play another note of guitar the rest of the way, he would have been in control of that situation. You had an opportunity to really do some rock star shit and you missed it. Wow. That's kind of how I canceled oh. dick to children. <laughs> oh no. Like, no, but Mike, Michael Hawley will be blunt in like, uh, we're in like a, a funny way where it's like everything he said there is so right, you know? And he wasn't like saying like bad job to the kid, but he was like, man, if you, like you didn't do this, but if you, but had, if you did, it would have oh been really God. cool. <laughs> right. Like if you, if you had that, that performance would have gone to the moon. People would have been screaming. Um, so there's, there's like, um, there's some, I don't want to say punishment, but some, some losing points for not doing the thing you could have. And that's where like, I, I still don't think that making fun of somebody when they're sounding like that is funny because there's just too great a chance that something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that we know it was like a feedback thing, he loses points. <laughs> because if if he if he just yanked his like IFB or whatever it was out, yeah, that he would have been my commissioner. That would have been cool. Yeah, I just I don't think that Rob Manfred is capable of doing anything cool at this point. Right, he's just so like he's so dry. not cool. Right, and good, good for the that worst job. commissioner, the worst commissioner in in all of sports, which is a tough tough title to uh to achieve. I know. I feel like there's been points over this last year where Gary Bettman has been like, he's a, his stonks back off. His stonks are on the rise. Right. Right. Like, yo, I had, a, I was the first to do the bubble and by bubble. I mean, the, everyone hates that guy bubble. <laughs> I made that years ago. I've been living here. I've been owning it. And like, there ain't a the, cup given the, without beer on the ice. <laughs> and speaking of like, of rock star shit and, and taking control of a situation, nobody loves getting booed more than Gary Bettman. And that just makes him very cool sometimes. Oh yeah. I didn't, uh, I, I, I got to know Gary Bettman well enough. I like personally was a big, like just like very into his whole vibe. Like was he was he a uh, former Sunday skate uh, appearance guy? Oh yes, yes, yeah, that's right. He what was a get yeah, and I was uh, I was pissed because he was at a game. He was at a Bruins game, and Joey Mack hooked it up, and he was like, "Hey, uh, get, Bettman's going to be at the game tonight. We're going to interview him." And I was like, "Yeah, we're high five and everything." And then people saw that we were talking to him, and everybody crashed it, and it turned oh, into a no. big thing. And I was I used to be such a piss boy about that. I was the reporter that was like, stay away from my interview. This is my, like, Hey, this is my exclusive. Like I was, I was that asshole. Well, it's, well, I mean, it is annoying to when like people are just wandering around a locker room or something like aimlessly. And they see that like you're doing something and they just (laughs) jump in without any sort of idea of, of like what they're trying to do. They're just like, Oh, I'll just leech on here. Yeah. I did that in my younger days, but, uh, I didn't feel like I was, I didn't feel like I was doing any sort of job until I stopped doing that. And then once I got into the habit of um, like, I'm never doing scrums. That was probably t- maybe 
taking it to an extreme because I was like missing <laughs> out. Not getting any uh, news. <laughs> the captain is speaking. He has a big announcement and I'm like, suckers, I'm going to go find this guy. No one's talking to him. And I go over to the guy and he's like, I'm not playing tomorrow. There's nothing that we could talk about. And I'm like, no one's going to get this story. <laughs> no one's getting this. Hey, you know that guy who doesn't play? Well, take he's a look at the lineup tomorrow. He won't be in it. Exclusive. Big scoop. Big scoop from DJ Bean, the uh, the healthy scratch for the last 30 games. Guess what? Healthy yep. scratch tomorrow, too. Oh, I used to break the shit out of stories that weren't necessarily stories. I used to Love be like, that. update, the sides still aren't talking. It was like, okay, what you've got to do is say, the sides aren't talking. Wait for them to start talking. Have them notify you. And then you say, update, they are talking. I was like, or I could just every day check in. Seems like they won't get annoyed with me at all. And that it'll be a great story. And then I'd be like, what the hell? I wrote my eighth, the sides aren't talking story. And like puck daddy didn't pick it up. What the fuck was Shinsky (laughs) fucking slacking? Ah, beat reporting. Those are the days. Um, So baseball's uh, baseball's over now, right? They don't do another series after this, right? After the World Series? It's not like the MLS is back tournament where after there's a winner, then they're like, okay, we're going to keep playing though. <laughs> right. uh, MLS rules, dude. The midseason tournaments are, are kind of cool. I like midseason tournaments, but they just, they just don't feel real or important. Oh, yeah. When, that, like when you finish one and you're like, well, uh, uh, well see you tomorrow. <laughs> Right. I would kind of, I was a big college hockey fan when I was a kid, but I always did kind of find it hard to get excited after the bean pot. The bean pot is a, uh, a, a mid season tournament between the Boston hockey teams and they'd have it at the guard. They have it at the garden. And like, it was this great thing. And the, everyone gets so into it. All the bands are there and everything. And then once that's done and then like my dad would be like, Hey, let's go to uh, I don't know, a BC whomever game like UMass Lowell game. I'd be like, no, oh. I'm good. <laughs> no, like I, I'd, I'd be into it, but I mean, I, I would have such a hard time capturing that excitement of what is really a meaningless midseason tournament because there'd be so much fanfare. Like the ML, MLS is back tournament at Disney World. There was games on all day. It was just so easy to kind of be be into that and think that and like make your brain think this is the pinnacle of uh, this league. So why don't they why don't they do that with like some of the Canadian teams? Like why do, why isn't the Battle of Alberta like oh, that a, would rule like a yearly in season not necessarily like tournament or or something but like that should be an in season event? Yeah, I, I maybe because like um, make a trophy for it. I mean, I would love that, but they their answer would probably be like we need to, for competitive uh, balance we need to know how many times each team is playing each team. And if, and you can know that these teams are going to play each other, a combination of however many ways, but if they're like, Oh, well now you don't play your game against the Oilers. You're playing it against the the flames instead. And that, that means that you have too many games against the flames and not enough against the Oilers or whatever. That'd be my guess. Also, because it's a good idea, that's probably why they won't. I don't know. We yeah, should, I, yo, I, we should have, we should, full circle. We should get Uncle Gary on uh, on uh, brunch. 
I'm, I mean, I'm down. We should get him on, we should get him on brunch and we should like pitch him ideas. Have it yeah. be like a, like a shark tank episode. And we're like, yo, check this. So I honestly, need $500,000 to propose to you an idea for a battle of Alberta yearly series. I think he would probably say no to that, but I think there's a higher chance than people think that he would say yes to that. You know, he's a, he's a down fella. Right. He likes he's, to do stuff. Yeah. And I, I forget what, it, uh, one time at the uh, draft or something, I was just lost. Oh, I was, uh, I was, I was locked out of uh, the room where like all of my stuff was and I couldn't write, I couldn't do anything. And I was like, look at people. And I was just like very flabbergasted, very lost. And, uh, he saw me just like so frustrated and confused and everything. And uh, he gave me a look of like, it's always like when, whenever I see this fucking guy, he's doing something <laughs> stupid. <laughs> he's like, you're, you're like his stupid nephew or something. Yeah. What is, so what is this guy doing? Uh, no, like it's, I also like have come to like Gary Bedman because I don't know. I feel like I, there's like an endearing, the older that I get, the more I want to like the people that everybody hate, the people that oh, yeah. everyone hates for like no reason. Even oh, though, yeah. I mean, there's good reason to hate Gary Bettman as yeah. like lockout lockouts go. Um, but I don't know. He hasn't done anything wrong in like the last like 10 years. But right. Like just like the, the these, these sort of overstated hatred. Yeah. You know, like you can't be a hockey fan if you like Gary Bettman. It's like. Yeah, watch yeah, me. Can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yo, like at the very least, you can be extremely indifferent to to Gary Bettman, which honestly is how I am about Rob Manfred. And he needs to. He's still way more exciting than his sport is. That thing last night. I did. I mean, I disagree. He he is not. He's he's really bad at his job, and he's not bad at it in an exciting way like Roger Goodell is. Like right. Roger Goodell is bad at his job. Show. Right. Like he, he is Manfred is not enough of a villain. I think that Goodell is more of a villain than, uh, or like he is villainous enough to make how bad he is entertaining. Yeah. Good. Goodell's incompetence is part of the NFL experience. Yeah. Yeah. Manfred's Manfred's is just like, fuck, this guy sucks at his job. Right. Like you can't be an NFL person without knowing that you're going to have to put up with a lot of Cowboys news. And you're going to have to, and that like Goodell is going to do something that annoys you or is immoral or any of these things. And honestly, the, the former has been an issue with me as an NFL fan because mm. I've, I've just generally sick. I think everyone has Cowboys fatigue. Everyone's like years and years and years into their Cowboys fatigue. They're like, yeah, whether or not the, they're the Cowboys good, are like the like, Leafs of the NH of the NHL. Right, right, right. Perfect. Like, they're always a story, and right. they don't need to be. You can just right. be like, hey, this team kind of sucks. Let's talk about them. Like, if, if, the Cowboys, if the Cowboys were any other team in the NFL this year, like, we would have forgotten about them. We'd be like, oh, that's, their season's over. We can stop paying attention to them now. But, like, the Cowboys sucking is, like, an, still an active story always. Yeah. Do you... Do you know who Ben DiNucci is? Ben DiNucci? Yeah. Uh, that sounds extremely familiar. And I think that I heard, heard this week or saw this week that person's name. He is the third string. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rookie. The rookie quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Seventh round pick. And you know what I was thinking recently is that the Dallas Cowboys are quickly 
turning into the Dallas Owlboys. Hashtag injuries. I uh, meant to retweet Ravel that tweet. Ravel did one of those uh, one of those weird Kobe Bryant tweets that I fucking hate. Oh, did you see? Weird, uh, did you no, see what it was? But, no, but w- weird the, Kobe Bryant the, the tweets are like of the internet. <laughs> yeah, right. The weird the worst section of the internet is weird Kobe Bryant tweets. Yeah, I hate it. It's I hate it so much. Uh, it was. Let me see it. Let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. Um, here it is. Kobe's numbers: eight plus twenty-four equals thirty-two. Dodgers World Series drought: twenty-twenty minus nineteen eighty-eight equals number thirty-two. Magic Johnson's number: thirty-two. So that's where that's again that's some Trump shit. Not as evil as Trump, but knowing people are going to respond to this and that's going to get engagement and this is going to be a successful tweet. Yeah, but like it's also so fucking weird and like it's it's it honestly seems like immoral. You're just throwing Kobe Bryant into a tweet that has makes no sense, really goes nowhere is a, a super reach for like a coincidence and you're just using his name to get clout. Oh yeah. I mean, I would say that Kobe, uh, insincere use of Kobe Bryant is surpassing hashtags for the number one. What are you doing? Move on Twitter. Like if you see right. someone using like a hashtag, Hey, yeah, the, the, the hashtag Celtics play tomorrow. You're like, yo, what you, you are the worst. You're this is the weirdest <laughs> thing I've ever seen on Twitter. I, I know that like hashtags are a legitimate, useful tool as that comes with the Twitter experience. But like, if you're a veteran Twitter user, you should not have used the hashtag in years. So I still, I still use them the, the correct way, which is extremely sparingly, but I'll use it for to like um, file something, I suppose. If it's into a small like, enough, if it's a thing that's not huge, like I, uh, I, I talked to the uh, Revolution goalie the other day, and he mentioned that he kind of wants to go play in in Europe. Mm-hmm. So I just wrote that up real quick and tweeted it out, and then at the end I put like hashtag any revs, which I know is their hashtag because I know that revs fans. We'll like, click that and be we'll, looking we'll, for news. Right. Like the, the Revs fans are tie their shit together with uh, hashtag any Revs. But if you're talking about like the hashtag Celtics play the hashtag Pacers tonight, <laughs> yo, beat it. <laughs> right. Uh, also, um, I do like the sports ones where like if you if you hashtag any Revs, it shows like a little little logo. That's that's that's, that's stuff shit, that, that stuff is that stuff is cool because like if you're scrolling Twitter that will catch your eye and be like, oh, this is a Revs tweet. Uh, uh, speaking of sports Twitter and uh, stupid Twitter things, I did a, uh, I ventured into prompt Twitter on Sunday. Oh, no. And yep. it was like a very, it was uh, classic Deej. It was just like intention. It was just bad. Um, it wasn't like prompt Twitter enough to be successful. And, it wasn't um, tongue in cheek enough to. It was just like bad and abrasive. What was it? Uh, I said, "Okay, Twitter fam, quote tweet this with Backstart. your with your disappointing Stefan Gilmore trade return." 
all-star, a second and a fourth, but you have to give them a third. And one of the people responded like, I listened, I listened to brunch, not by not biting on this, <laughs> but I mean, it, like I said, it was bad. It didn't like blow up or anything, but it did get a bunch of responses. And I think I threw hashtags into it. I think I did like hashtag Patriots and I got like five followers. No, oh, no. Is, like, the first time in, I don't know, like four years I've gotten five followers. I hate it. I hate it so much. I was going to text you about it. Just be like, dude, like I didn't intentionally bad like Twitter prompt and a couple of people followed me. Twid, it's the those, those are going to be some useful follows for you in the years to come. No, they no, they're going to they're going to see like one tweet about Tom Brady over the next 2 days and then respond and be like, "Oh, you won 6 rings, bro," and then unfollow. Right, that's what I mean. I mean that those those follows are not going to bring you any value. They're only going to bring you headaches. Oh yeah, they'll be gone. They'll be gone for sure. Um we're talking enough sports that uh, we haven't brought this up. It's kind of like Jersey talking season. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. All you want to talk about is and, kits. The seasons are over. Let's talk about the kits, bro. I'm I'm a hundred percent down for that. And also, like, <laughs> I don't I don't ever break news, but like I've been doing a little bit. Oh of, no, we talked news about breaking. This. So we have talked about this because you said that you broke uh, one of the jersey, the the flames one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. But like, uh, I, I do think that this is uh, Jersey season and it's very nice that the NHL is actually like participating in this. Like th- there's never enough uh, NHL Jersey news because they all just wear the same jerseys every year and they never mess with them. And now they're doing the, uh, the reverse retro theme. So there's a lot of Jersey news. I'm not paying cool. att- uh, close enough attention to the jerseys I see the odd one every now and then the stars announced theirs. I think it's mostly just been leaks. So I'm just like, yo, I'll wait till I get the real thing. But the mm-hmm. stars announced theirs, uh, big trash. Oh yeah. That trash. Just absolute horrible, horrible RL Stein ass, creepy crawlers, goosebumps, Jersey, terrible. But, and that's their third, that's their third Jersey. So they're going to have another one coming up too. Cause every team's going to have one of those reverse retros. Ah, uh, the, the topic of it being Jersey season, brings me to this wouldn't it be awesome wouldn't it be nice to quote the b-boys if there was like a good artistic bootleg sports merch scene wouldn't it be like like all everyone's doing these mock-ups and like you've made some really awesome mock-ups of like what would a reverse poo bear jersey look like and Which, I'm like, way, yo, been, just make that. Been picked up. Yeah, oh, the, well, yeah I, I can't, I can't picked even. Picked up by a, a certain someone. I can't devote energy to that. Like, okay. uh, of course, you. Yeah, so you you did the mock-ups. And uh, so people make stories and say, hey, are these going to be the next jersey? That's, I mean, that's, I, right? Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. But I literally said in the tweet when I posted you the mock-up, like, I was like, mock-up. this is this is not going to happen. So I the reason why I made this mock-up is because the real thing is going to be much more boring than this. And I wanted to see what it looked like. So why don't... I mean, like, if you could, wouldn't it be sick to just actually have that jersey? To have that white Pooh Bear jersey? Knowing that it's not a real yeah. thing. But, like, if you were rocking that at a game and it's high quality, that would be freaking awesome. Yeah. I want would people be amazing. to start making. I want people to start making bootleg merch. I was talking. I was trying to get uh, from the freezer the uh, the the Vampire Weekend bootleg guy to make a um, 
a Wicked Snake Red Wings jersey. It would be the sickest thing in the world. And I, I think that people would think it's cool. Bootleg stuff, yeah. especially with sports, is like associated with the low quality stuff you get outside of the building that like doesn't even have the logo on it. Right. But and I'm also like, like, like think about how cool it would be to, if you, if you set up a shop, if you set up like a bootleg sports merch shop where your job was to like take orders from people and then make that merch and send it out. One, that would be a very cool, like creative business. And number two, I would go to that business and that establishment in that store to just look at pictures of stuff that they've made for people. Absolutely. It would be like so, it would so, be like sort of like like uh, browsing a tattoo Instagram page where you're like, I want to see what other people uh, had had made for them. The issue is the issue is like it couldn't be like that. You'd have to you would have to make it yourself, or if somebody did make them, it would they couldn't. Why have not? Why couldn't you have like a business where because I mean, it's like illegal because you'd be using other people's copyrighted material. But if you if you like put enough of a spin on it uh, and like you mess with it, like you, I don't think that you can use straight up logos. But like, it, isn't there so, like, like that's a creative? What I'm saying, act- like, um, that, that's what I'm saying though. Like I would want that reverse Pooh Bear jersey. I would want the Pooh Bear. I would want like someone professional to make it for me, or I'd want to make it mm-hmm. my. I would want it to, to to learn the the tricks of the trade to be able to make it really high quality. That's what I'm talking about. Like I want some like high quality with the logo or like a crack bear version of the yeah. Pooh bear. That would be sick. I mean, you could, uh, somebody could still do it uh, like as like a black market thing and have right. like a very popular Instagram page that they could make money from. Right. They just take custom orders and make the, that shit and send it out. And then like post the pictures on an Instagram page that I feel like that shit would be awesome to follow. I mean, yeah, I, I wish that, I wish that more of those things existed. And I wish that I, I was talented enough to be able to do that. Yeah. I mean, again, still, like, there would be... I don't know if you'd want to be the person that's making it, because I think the NHL would probably sue you, but I would want... I, I want a lot of those jerseys to exist, and I want to see... I mean, there would be a, it would be great if there was, like, an Instagram page where people sent pictures of their shit wherever they got it. And you can just look mm-hmm. at all the, the cool different, uh, different jerseys because that well, was- I mean, we've talked about it before, but like vampire weekend has an unbelievable bootleg merch game. And yeah. like a lot of their bootleg merch is bootleg NHL merch. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I've uh, Chris Bayo, their bass player, whereas uh it's just like it's a shirt with the Rangers logo and it just says Vampire mm-hmm. Weekend instead of New York Rangers. And yeah. it's the sickest thing in the world. I don't know why I haven't gotten it yet. But they, yeah, they there's like they have like University of Florida stuff. They have and it's all I mean, like it, it's it's not like the band putting it out. The band encourages everybody to to make it, which is I mean, that's pretty rad. Imagine being so rich that you're like right. hey fuck it. Right. I mean, well, it's like it's like the free, it's like the exposure bucks thing. Yeah, I mean, and and that works when you're rich, right? Which they are, although they they got so much shit for being like because they wore polos and everything in the early days, and everyone was like, "Oh, just privileged, like rich kids making making world music, disgusting," and like obviously they're very privileged like if they're 
I mean, they had student. This they said this on Time Crisis recently. Like they had student loans and everything, and uh, like the the polos thing was more of like a tongue in cheek thing. But they got so much shit because like people saw what they looked like, and they were like, "You must be so rich, fuck you." What a uh, world. I mean, I, I I think it would be cool to to have like an arrangement where like I'll allow you to to make some some bootleg merch, but like for for every bootleg merch thing, you got to buy a shirt from the from the band site. I mean, that'd be cool, or like a uh, or like a Patreon or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like fifty, make make your own merch, but like Venmo us ten bucks. Right, and I'll, I'll tell you, man, I'm starting to learn a little more about Patreon, and as how rich people get from it. Oh my god, dude! Every now and then, I just text you, like, guess how much this person makes from Patreon, and as a person who was extremely anti-Patreon and like the primary reason why we've got such a low, such low, um, I don't know, fees, whatever on Patreon. As I was like, no, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is, yeah. is silly. Why <laughs> would you have someone say, we like your stuff. We're going to give you a few bucks a month. It'll be $1 or it'll be $2. And now I look around and I'm like, wow. So people, I mean, people who are like bigger than us, but I mean, people make so much money off, yep. of, off of Patreon. But it's cool to pay, like, I, I'm starting to appreciate Patreon more because I've like learned from looking around that if people dig shit and they're like your core base, like mm-hmm. they want to support you. Right. Which is really cool. Like, I'm sure a lot of the people who have bought our merch aren't necessarily like that's the most fire shirt in the world i'm sure they're like hey they they made some stuff and we like, like to- the stuff that they put out so i'm gonna right. i'm gonna support them right let's, yeah. let's support them um yeah i was talking to somebody about this recently and it's like it's just like where you can do shit with your core group or whatever so uh this episode is brought to you by uh by, by patreon uh, yeah it's, this is a long way of us saying but please go to our Patreon and subscribe. Just yeah. kidding. But I mean, if you want to, it's there. Before, before we, before the prices raise, go up. <laughs> Last chance yeah. to get We're in at the inflate. special introductory price. <laughs> we should do. We should. We should a, treat it like the athletic. You, you can you can get into our Patreon right now for ninety nine cents, but next month it's going to be sixty dollars. Is that what they do? Yeah. I'm so bad at checking whether Same, like, how, how much I spend on subscription things. They also, say they have Hulu's like Hulu's getting some new shit. Hulu's getting some some good shit that I'm interested in. I might become a Hulu guy soon. Oh, I'm I uh, so I'm an ex Hulu user who Ooh. has uh, Hulu. Oh, uh, nice! Because I had Hulu, canceled it, and then uh, during the uh, during the the stoppage, the demic, whatever. When everyone was really um, kind of stuck in their homes, I was. Oh, it was when I was watching the Quentin Tarantino movies. One of them they wasn't streaming anywhere, but one of them was. Uh, but it was on Hulu, and I was like, "All right, I can spend like a couple bucks to rent this, or I can just sign up for Hulu, whatever, ten bucks a month, and then I'll have other stuff." I have very rarely used Hulu. I used it to watch. Um, did we talk about the Andy Samberg movie? Uh, Palm Springs. Yeah, Palm Springs. Did you? No, I, I still haven't seen it. Ah, uh, I heard very, it's good though. I heard it's it funny. Very good. Very, very good. Very uh, 
very funny. Uh, also, very funny. I really forced this down your throat, but yep. I think it was worth it. We'll find out if it was worth it. Tim Heidecker, who I, I, I've always kind of sat out the Tim Heidecker experience, just like I just don't know much about him. I knew that he did a thing with uh, Father John Misty. I knew that he obviously did the Tim and Eric, uh, what's it called? Great Joe, great, awesome job, great show, something, right? Tim Whatever that is. I know what Tim and Eric, yeah. Right, they call it Tim and Eric. And uh, that's our conversation about Tim Heidecker. Um, it's Jersey talking season. I kid. Uh, but Tim Heidecker was in, I think you should leave. He was the, uh, the jazz guy. And I did not know until I saw, um, until a friend brought it up. They were like, um, oh yeah, Tim Heidecker is so funny and I think you should leave. And I was like, yo, that, the Tim Heidecker guy is in that? And they were like, yeah, he's a fucking jazz guy. And I was like, oh, I just really thought that that was uh, some rando. What else? He's been in stuff that we've seen though, right? I have uh, no idea. I, I have very little exposure to uh, to him. I... I I know that I think that he was on uh, he was on like a political thing. I think that he was in Bernie's. Was he on Bernie's team um, uh, for a while? He had been doing like a, the polit- political tour and opening uh, up for like a lot of the the rallies or whatever it is. Very cool. I heard uh, he was on an episode of Time Crisis and they played one of his songs and I was like. Okay, this like this guy is definitely funny. I just still really don't know much of his stuff. Oh, he was in um he was in uh us. Was he? Was yeah, he, uh, he, he was uh Elizabeth Moss's Moss's husband. Husband, right. And there was the okay. uh iconic uh the the good vibrations scene. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which other uh, side note, I'm finally listening to the Beach Boys and uh the, the verdict's in. I'm a fan. Who knew? <laughs> nice. Beach Boys review. Beach Boys stonks. Twenty twenty. I like them. Um He's also whoops. apparently a, a repeat uh repeat guest on Comedy Bang Bang. Again, I have Aukerman. no idea what I I've I'll never know what Comedy Bang Bang is. Jeff loves it. I've tried it. It's not for me. Yeah, that's I've I've done a couple. Or I I, I feel like I've fallen asleep to like <laughs> two episodes and like like both times I put it on I I don't know, I fell asleep. So comedy bang bang stonks, unfortunately. Holding steady maybe, not necessarily down. But they're not up. Any whom uh I a few weeks ago or something he put out an album and one of the songs on the Father John Misty subreddit, people were like, yo, this song has an extreme pure comedy energy to it. A song called Property. It's got a great music video. Watched it. Loved it. So uh, Tim Heidecker's stonks were, uh, were up in the, old, uh, in the old Bean household. And then he just put out his first stand-up special. So I that was, was like, his first special? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's that's what he decided to do with his first special. Okay. I, interesting. All I saw was like Tim Heidecker. Uh, what is it? Like Tim Heidecker puts on a master class in bad comedy <laughs> with uh, like first stand special. So I was like, all right, I got to check this out. And 
It's called An Evening with Tim Heidecker. It's on YouTube. Peter, I feel so much love for this fucking Santa special. I've watched it three times. It is, we were texting about it after, before you'd even seen it, you'd seen a little clip of it. And I was like, this is the type of humor that I've long abandoned because you were the last person who could tolerate it. And then even you couldn't tolerate it. And this is an entire hour of it. And I love it so fucking much. It's this like, I don't know, is what like anti-comedy? Is that a thing? It's, it's, yeah. just, it's, it's so tongue in cheek, but it's not like intentional bombing, like the Bob Saget thing where like, uh, or not Bob Saget, um, Norm Macdonald, where you're like, oh, this is dry humor. He's, he's bombing on purpose. We all get it. This is very funny. There's like this added level of like, well, that's not enough. I'm going to make it very abrasive. <laughs> and like, is it, isn't it? It's so fucking abrasive. It is. It is. Uh, it is very abrasive. And it's a lot of it is, is like painful until you, until you adjust to like, okay, here's what I'm in for. And that's why when you tweeted out a clip of it, like it is not a special that is going to be clip friendly because you just don't have the context of the whole thing. So if you like go in blind or you go in uh, and just get like a, a real snippet of it, you're like, what the fuck was that? Oh, it's amazing. The, the clip that I uh, put out was, there was, an, there was an open of a show. Like we, we didn't get in a fight, but there was like some like passive-aggressive vibes between us afterwards. There was a, we opened a show where I just like... I, I, I was like making a point that every time you tried to like try to bring it in and be like, oh, this is what you're trying to say. But like, no, no, no. And I was not saying anything. And like the, the bit was, let's see if I can go like five and a half minutes without actually saying anything that joke the um the music joke that he made was 75 seconds setting up what was not even a joke he says uh, he said he's talking about albums talking about that pet sounds right he's talking about albums that uh don't get their their due when they come out and then years later are appreciated as being uh classic albums and he says, he says, like, Pet Sounds is an example. And he just starts talking about how great Pet Sounds is, how much he loves Pet Sounds. Uh, <laughs> and then the punchline is, but what I hate, or I love Pet Sounds, what I hate are pet peeves. Don't they drive you nuts? I love that shit so fucking much. Because it's that's so not a joke. Stupid. <laughs> it's just like the longest setup to what is not even a fucking joke. And even as I say it, I'm like, I can, I can imagine people hearing it being like, yeah, but it's not fucking funny. That's <laughs> what, I can't put it into words. It's so, that's so funny to me. I was, was crying at that part. It was so fucking ridiculous. It's so stupid. But I will say like to be able to pull off that kind of humor, you have to have uh, a, a certain level of confidence and like, conviction exactly exactly that's the word that i was looking for confidence and conviction and he fucking nails it (laughs) yeah i mean did you did you have you had lols during it right yeah yeah the uh it took a little while for me to adjust but i think that i texted you the first laugh that i got was uh, he starts off he starts off a joke by saying 
So there, are, there are a lot of women in music these days. <laughs> I just that was just a preposterous way to uh, yeah. one, just a preposterous statement to be like a lot of women in music these right, days. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a lot, a lot of women in society, right. uh, and like just a, a really ridiculous way to set up and open up a joke. And the best part about it is, I've watched the special three times, and I couldn't tell you what joke that sets up. Same. Same because there's so many of the jokes, there's no payoff. But he says, um, he's like, I, I love Coca Cola, and uh, I was over at my friend's house, and I go to the fridge, get a drink, and it's nothing but Pepsi. I'm like, but dude, you know, I like Coke when I'm coming over, should have a get a six pack of Coke so I can, can drink that. And like that's that's the joke. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. I don't want to be the podcast that like explains the jokes, so you have to go and watch it. Right. But uh it is funny. It is funny. I enjoyed um, it. What was I going to say? Um he's so clearly influenced by Father John Misty. That whole special. So like he see he says the thing about um there's a lot of women in music like what kind of animal <laughs> like actually thinks that way he's such an insecure asshole throughout the entire special and the whole thing reminded me of the night josh tillman came to our apartment where like the lyrics are like so douchey but it's an exercise in showing like what kind of person actually says shit like that like he's not going out there as like a genuine person being like, and my issue is that there's women in music. He's just like this uptight, again, like uptight, insecure, like very lonely seeming uh, guy who is saying like these, these absurd things to try to like hang on to any shred of like, maybe people will laugh at me because I'm being loud and because I'm really angry. I will say the, uh, the no more bullshit, the no more bullshit bit, which that sounded includes, like a brunch bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, where he fucks up in the middle <laughs> and, and slams the mic down in anger with himself. But um, the part where he says distracting, it was very distracting. Uh, there was a lot of mic humor in this, uh, in this oh, stand up. Uh, and it was very distracting to notice that the mic was extremely dented. <laughs> and, like it started off pretty dented too, uh, which lends to the suggestion that uh, this wasn't the first time that he had done this this special <laughs> at the place, and uh, the mic was dented. And I noticed it early on, and then when he did the joke where he throws it down on the ground, I was like. Ah, okay, that makes sense. And then he picked it back up, and it was even more dented. <laughs> Very distracted by that. Uh, what did you think of? Um, without giving it away, what did you? How did you feel about the first uh, Mike joke? I don't remember what the first Mike joke was. It was the uh, the, the the first thing oh, that happened like, in the special. Yeah, I I mean it was drawn out, but like I think that that was the the point. I wanted so 45 long. more minutes of it. <laughs> Him, uh, the best part was the, the end part of it where he's uh, screaming. 
Uh, oh, when he's like, turn the fucking music yeah. off. And they turn it off as he's, yeah. Uh, yeah. turn the fuck. Okay. Uh, hello? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I loved it. I'm probably going to watch it like uh, four or five more times. And there's a lot of parts in it that are like actually terrible, like not funny. Don't laugh during it. But the uh, the painfulness is uh, is just, just so funny to me. Well, that's the, that's like the if you are good at that kind of humor, it's a real like win-win because if you do some, some shit that isn't funny and it's painful, like that's, that's just falls in with the rest of it. I didn't think about that. Like, I wonder if he probably had that material absolutely nailed, but if he didn't, how the fuck would we know? Right. Yeah. It's just like you, what are you, what are you going to make fun of him for making a bad joke? Right. That's like the entire up, fucking point. Right. Like, there's a, there's at least two jokes that have like massive <laughs> fuck ups in them, like where he needs to start over. So if like he fucked up another one of his jokes, there'd be no way of telling. Right. You'd just be like, okay, I'll just start this one. He's playing a long game. Yeah. He can't make a bad joke. Yeah. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was great. I'm wondering how people, how other people will, will feel about it. Like, I think it's, it's got a bunch of hits, on uh on youtube and whatnot but i think that's because he's just bigger than i think uh we I think he know has, yeah he's got a, he's got like a following people love him he makes a killing on patreon he i patreon stalked him he makes a killing yeah. on there yeah man so good Would for be him nice good for him um are you are you gonna check out the beach boys I'm i'm listening to so much beach boys dude uh i don't i've never been like I've never, never had really did been, the Beatles, right? I've never been. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big music guy. Uh, I, there are very few artists where I like get hit with the uh, the wave of I need to check out more of this stuff. I know the Beach Boys, and what mm-hmm. I know of the Beach Boys, it's good enough for me. I like right. them. Yeah, but you, I'm, you like I'm not like girls. I need more. I need more Beach Boys in my life. Oh man, I'm like a uh, I'm like a kid listening to a boy band or something. I'm like picking favorites. I'm like getting mm-hmm. mad at members of the group when I'm listening to them. I'm like, ooh, we hate Mike Love. Mike Love's gross. Carl's a babe. Carl, is, uh, Beach Boys listeners, uh, Beach Boys fan listeners, uh, has there ever been a glow up like Carl Wilson? I mean, he was just so so in the early days. And uh, I don't know, he was probably like 20 or something. So that's probably weird. But like, uh, he was fine in the early days. But man, middle-aged Carl Wilson that is that's what I aspire to look like as from the standpoint of being an out-of-shape man uh do we want to see Borat I'm not gonna see it I don't think uh I mean I'm I'm gonna see it I'm gonna see it at some point uh I did see that it is available for co-streaming on Twitch so I think if we did like a Borat movie night where we watched Borat with uh, some listeners like that would be fun so I'd be, I would be into that. Um, I just don't like when Borat has a plot. Like, I don't... If he's like, hey, I'm, I'm Borat and I'm going around to do, to, like, do this task or whatever, and it's, like, within the construct of, like, an actual movie plot, ugh, get that out of here. But you I think want it's, your clips. Right, I want... Right, I want... Borat is the most clip-friendly. Yeah. Borat is the anti-Heidecker. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's what I want. So I, I mean, I still check this out. I got it right here. Look at this. 
Oh, the Ali G show. I got the Ali G DVDs, and I'm so glad I never got rid of these. I got rid of so many DVDs, I'm sure. I don't know. I, I don't just know. brought uh I just cleaned out some stuff from my from my mom's house and I brought home two box sets. Uh three box sets, which are just completely useless now because everything is streaming. Right, right. Um I have the wire and Seinfeld. Seinfeld, I guess, is a little bit more uh more valuable because I don't think that Seinfeld is available for streaming anywhere. Oh yeah, it is it's probably on Peacock. Is it? No, maybe. Know, maybe. I don't know. Um, I don't think anybody knows. I don't think anybody does. But uh, you can't see, you can't find Ali G anywhere. So owning it physically, that's a valuable. That's a right. I wonder, uh, do they still sell the DVDs? Maybe I can turn a profit on these. I wouldn't sell them. Let's see, Ali G DVD box set. Also, I have the uh, I have the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas uh, soundtrack box set, which Ooh, is nice. very cool, very cool, uh, because it comes in uh, it comes in every CD is from like the radio station in the game. Nice. So they have all these radio stations, and like uh, you, you pop in the CD, and it also has like the com- the fake commercials from that radio station. Oh, right. And like the fake uh, promo things for for like the station. It's very cool. Um, all right, I got a price. Dolly okay. G Show, the complete series. That's with four E's and a Z, of course. Uh, 2006 four disc box set. Guess how much it goes for? Uh, $70. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, so I don't think that you're going to be. But $8.25 shipping. So that's a little pricey. That's where they get you. That's where they get you. Uh, vote everybody vote vote drop your shit off in one of those boxes take a cool picture of yourself or it'd be also, like me forget. if you can if you can bring it somewhere or vote in person because right they're fucking with these the the drop boxes and oh yeah mail, the mailing shit is over the, yeah i don't i don't trust it but i say that after already voting via mail right i i dropped it off in a uh, a box but yeah to people so vote, don't set shit on fire. You don't don't do that. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Uh, if you're not if you're not going to vote in person, if you're not going to vote or drop off in person, vote via mail. Yeah, just I mean, vote. And a lot of our, I would say, the, probably most of our listeners are uh, New England based, but um, I don't know. Certain places in New England need the the votes, but like, even if you're a Massachusetts person and you're like, ah, uh, well. He's going to win Mass or uh, Biden's going to win Massachusetts. Who cares? Like, run up the score, like please. And if you're in, a, especially if you're in a state that's going to be uh, relatively close, vote, vote, vote. So uh, next episode, Joe Biden. Who? I mean, we're not the. I don't know. I won't speak for you. Not the hugest fan, but um, no. Uh, I'd like him to be the president elect, and for Donald Trump to be the ex president elect. And not the future and X president. Big brain. 